Okay, always a pleasure to see Deb Hutton, who's on the morning brief today, and in for Jerry Agar for one more day. I am. Okay, you've been enjoying that? You know, so I've been here two weeks. Uh, I did a week uh, filling in for Reshmi and a week filling in for Jerry. So the transition to doing one show and then another was a little rough. I kept saying Deb Hutton in for Jerry Agar on the rush, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You just get into that rhythm. But I love it, John. It's just such a pleasure and, and so thankful I'm able to do it. Well, we're glad to have you. Let's talk about some of the day's big stories. I realize this is from yesterday, but interested in your perspective. We finally got the figure, which was actually leaked to me before the announcement, but who cares? Uh, The Fed's ponying up $471 million for housing in Toronto, and the objective is to get busy right now, and this will be done in three years. So... um a couple of thoughts. I mean, that's half a billion dollars, yep. right? That's huge money. There are strings attached, which quite frankly, I never mind with tax dollars. I, I really, I don't mind it. Uh, we can get into the broader issue of why the feds and the province and the municipalities are all in housing, but I've you know beaten that horse to death. I think part of my concern is where the money is going to go. And there's a bit of those uh, terms that are a bit murky. So love, we're talking housing, love, you know, we're looking for solutions. But one of the issues I really disagree with Olivia Chow on is the notion that the city buys up existing rental stock to save it. I don't like that. I don't think the city of Toronto will do a very good job as a landlord because we've seen their track record on that. And the feds are are not really saying, yes, we can use some of this federal money for that. And if they say no, I'll actually be quite happy with it. But overall, I mean, we're working towards solutions. We've got a lot of fingers in the pie, which I don't like. And we're at least moving forward. But Mm, let's make sure we don't have another boondoggle here and we actually get people into houses. At the municipal level, I'm hoping they're serious about cleaning up the red tape because yes. at the risk of, again, beating a dead horse. <laughs> the, the perfect example is this complex. You and I may have talked about this before on Spadina or Spadina, depending on what you want to say. It's this beautiful, probably 120-year-old New York Manhattan-worthy complex of two buildings with apartments that I'm sure probably have fireplaces. And it's been boarded up for years years because somebody wanted to convert it to condos and then somebody else decided they wanted to make it into rental housing and somehow if you issue one permit you can't pull it back and issue a new one. And stuff like that is just mind-boggling. Yeah, I mean, we have a ton of renovations in our neighborhood because people feel, hey, I've now had another kid or two more kids or we have kids, period, and didn't, when we bought the house, can't afford to move up. So people are renovating. Like, honestly, every second door, somebody's renovating. And and we had one situation where they were going to tear down and rebuild family across the street. Got all the permits. We signed they were okay with it kind of thing. And then uh, the pandemic hit. And then uh, the cost of building materials, if you can even find somebody to you know do your renovations, and labor, yeah. everything. So they've decided that uh, they're, they're going to scale back. They have to start from ground zero. Yep. Completely from ground zero. Permits are only good for two years. Yeah. So imagine if that's a house that is going to free up some space for a family and they have the same process. It, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's make work project in many cases. It's fiefdoms in, in politics. Ottawa has come up with a settlement program that will accelerate getting Gazans who have Canadian relatives out of Gaza and allowing them to stay here, perhaps not permanently, but is that a good idea? On the surface, yes. I don't know how much it'll actually uh, bear fruit because 
getting people out of Gaza is is not is not in the purview of the Canadian government. I I think it's a good thing. I think if you have family in other war torn areas in the world, you probably are saying, "What about me?" So it's always a bit of a of a a problem, I think, for governments to do this, and and it's often the. I was about to say shiny bobble, which is a terrible analogy when we're talking about Gaza. But but the notion that the story of the day, governments step in and do something because there's pressure to do it, and then you move on to the next issue. And so I always am a little uncomfortable with that. But I think generally speaking, everybody recognizes that there is a humanitarian problem and that this is probably, if done properly, is, is probably a good initiative. Very curious about your thoughts about this cartoon in the sun. It depicted Vladimir Zelensky in that cliche cartoon, big-nosed Jewish man pickpocketing the American president. And there was outrage, and uh, Adrian Batra has officially, on behalf of The Sun, apologized for the whole thing. Yeah, just let me say, for any politician, for any public figure who needs to issue an apology, call up Adrian Batra, because it is one of those, there is no, there is no sense of at all that this is anything yeah, other than a complete yeah it's no, not there this is a pure the the cartoonist will not be part of our family anymore i am absolutely i let you down this is wrong we won't do it again we'll do better it was a fantastic apology interestingly enough uh, one of her her editors uh, jonathan kingstone uh, really attacked uh, one of the Jewish organizations saying the Toronto Sun has above anybody else been on your side and then you attack us for this. I, I That was the only error, I think, on the part of the Toronto Sun to let this guy sort yeah. of say that. It was it was a bit much. Well, but it's not a currency. And we've been no. good to you, so don't complain about this exactly. blatantly anti-Semitic cartoon. So, and, and you know, Sun acknowledges they shouldn't done it. They should not have done it. They should not have run it. I think this guy would have been better to just shut his mouth. <laughs> uh, Justin Trudeau in an interview with my old friend Terry DeMonte, and it's always a very different kind of year-end interview. He and Terry are really good friends. So yeah. They just talk about life. It predates politics for but, Trudeau. Yes, uh, but he laughed off the idea that there's a coming walk in the snow. Yeah, well, here's here's a little secret that isn't really a secret, John. Every politician says, I'm going to run the next election yeah. until they don't. Right. I mean, you never say, I haven't decided. <laughs> you just don't. You Because you're a lame duck at that point. So, yes, I'm going to run. Uh, yes, I'm going to lead until I tell you I'm not. Uh, this thing about Barbie, I mean, it should be noted. If anybody wants to <laughs> gust to outrage, the whole idea is to write funny papers at the end of the year. And somebody wrote a paper about Barbie. They analyzed 94 two of the medical Barbies, and they found that way too many of them only work with women and children, and there are no oncologists, and Barbie doesn't have a mask. Barbie's a stereotype, John. There's the news. <laughs> Barbie's a stereotype. This kind of drives me nuts. Not, you know, I'm not outraged in the sense of the, of that Barbie should be all of these things and should have all those stuff. What what drives me nuts is the notion that we are looking to Barbie to give us all that stuff. Barbie's a frigging doll that had <laughs> never any sort of sense to it whatsoever. You and I talked about this on one of our morning Monday morning stints because, like, there are companies for whom teaching about life and encouraging girls in particular um, are, are amazing. American Girls, the one that I always talk about, like the entire concept is learning about history and diversity. Although you and have to empty the bank account for American Girls. Y- you do, you do, for sure. And there are cheap knockoffs that, that help with that. <laughs> um, but, but that is what they are about. 
Barbie has never been about that, and Barbie should not be about it. There is, you know, a Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg Barbie. That's just wrong. Like, just <laughs> wrong. I don't think Ruth Bader Ginsburg ever wore high heels. No, no. I mean, that's the best part of the Barbie movie, where she discovers she has flat feet. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, up on four-inch heels. Okay, one last quick one, and that is in Newfoundland and Labrador, they're getting rid of post-game handshakes in hockey. Nay, nay, I say. I, I actually think I may do this later in the Jerry Agar show sure. as a topic. I am the best part of teaching your child sportsmanship is that when you have a terrible game and you get your, you know, your butt handed to you, you do the lineup. I don't care whether it's a handshake or an elbow rub, or but you do the lineup and you congratulate your opponents. And so I, there's a lot to talk about in this one. We may take that up in a couple hours. All right. Looking forward to that. It's just coming up to 6.30. That's Deb Hutton on the morning brief.